Good morning, golfers, and welcome to On Par with Anthony Scorsia. Thank you for joining us on the Saturday, July 24th, 2021. Looking forward to speaking with today's guest, Mike Auerbach. You know, one of the reasons why we love the game of golf is in part because of the people we connect with because of this great game. So I'm excited to connect with Mike, who is not only an accomplished golfer in the Met area for some time now, but he's also a fun follow on Instagram at Putt for Show. But first, we'll be back in 90 seconds. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorcia. Pete's Golf. Since 1979, Pete's Golf has been practicing the art of club fitting and has been selected as a top 100 club fitter by Golf Digest magazine. At Pete's Golf, we use the best technology available to create an exceptional fitting experience for every customer that walks into our store. Visit Pete'sGolf.com or call 516-248-6891. That's 516-248-6891 and get your next set of clubs fit for you. Malvi's Equipment Company is the oldest distributor of power equipment on Long Island and has been serving the community for over 100 years. We have two locations for your convenience in Riverhead and Hicksville. Malvi's Equipment offers a diversified line of quality products for golf, sports, and turf, including Jacobson, Redexim Vertidrain, Smithco, and Turfco. We also carry Mahindra and New Holland tractors and construction equipment. Visit our website at malvisequipment.com or call us at 516-681-7600. Hey everyone, this is Chris Fochelle with Mizuno. There's no better feeling than having your clubs perfectly dialed in, and with over 2,000 authorized performance fitting partners nationwide, it couldn't be any easier to get custom fit using Mizuno's revolutionary Shaft Optimizer 3D. Find the right shaft and match it with any of our legendary grain flow forgings or our award-winning hot metal irons featuring high-strength chromoly. Visit MizunoGolf.com to find the nearest authorized fitter in your area, and remember, nothing feels like a Mizuno. Hi right, everyone, we're back. Pleased to be joined by on the line by local amateur golfer Mike Auerbach. Mike, how you doing today? Hey, Anthony. Good. How are you? Doing great. You know, I'm so glad we got to connect. I know um, you know, I thought fo- we follow each other on Instagram and I and I said in my intro that you're uh obviously uh, you're a fun follow on Instagram at Pup for Show, but you also did um uh, the homecoming with AJ Vopel on, on that you have on the link on your Instagram uh, profile, uh, and so you know you're somebody that I've been you know gunning for to get on the show because um, you know I think one of the things as I said in the introduction is that you know the game of golf is fun not just to play but the way we connect with people and and connect through the game of golf so so pleased to have you on the show. Oh man, absolutely! Thank you for having me. Um, it's it's a real pleasure, a treat, um, and yeah, just glad to connect in this crazy world we're in now. But um, and I appreciate that about the follow on Instagram. You know, I I do like to bring this game. You know, like try to just connect with people and yep. make the game more than just I don't know, just going out and playing, but more about connecting with people and experiences. And I think that's been great about Instagram, you know, especially golf Instagram. If you want to go into the yeah. into the niche field of golf in, uh, Instagram, so but yeah, no, it, it's been a long time coming. I know we've probably tried to connect a few times. I think we were supposed to play around together, yeah, uh, like at Yale, if you remember that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, holy cow, I almost no, forgot I, about that. Yeah, right. That I was nuts. That. I threw that out there. Yeah. And, um, oh, we got to get up there, though. That, yeah. that place is great. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it up there. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's a shame we couldn't get up there. And they basically locked it down for the year anyway. So uh, oh, it'll have I to be. Know. 
It's been, they almost like let it go. I've heard, you know, but I hear it's coming back. You know, the, the grass is getting cut again. Oh yeah, and, no, uh, but they won't let anybody. Um, you can't make oh, tea times unless you're a Connecticut you're resident. Saying. It's yeah. like a rule about Connecticut residents, right? I exactly. Yeah, it's on yeah. total uh, Connecticut lockdown. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get, exactly. We'll get there. Yeah, it's, it's so good. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I wanted, you know, tell us a little bit about your background on golf, and and obviously you're you're an amateur, you're not a professional, so I know you obviously work for a living, but um, you know, where what did you uh, you know where does your golf journey begin? Wow, yeah, that's that's a good one. The journey. Um, I think it really started when I was a kid and my dad would be going out, you know, without me. And I'm like, where are you going, dad? Where's he going? Go and play golf. Go and play golf. And I was like, can I go? Can I, can I go with you? You know, I just want to hang out. Yeah. You want to hang out with your dad. And I was too young and I didn't know how to play golf back then. That was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years old. And, you know, we'd take these family trips to Florida, visit my grandparents and he'd go play with my grandpa and I just, one day, just, I guess I convinced them to take me to the range, you know, or to the, there was an executive course. There was like a, a nine hole executive track in Boca Raton, Boca Raton Municipal. Yeah. And, um, they took me out there and I just wanted to hang out with them, you know, like, you, yeah. know, you just want to be with your dad. So that was the start was a lot of days at that driving range at that executive course, just messing around, you know, my grandpa trying to show me some stuff, my dad showing me stuff. 10, 11. And then, you know, I started getting serious about it or trying to play in the age of Tiger Woods. You know, I mean, right, <laughs> that was, right. you know, sure. that was it. And he was the guy, the junior golfer, the am, you know, at that age, he's older than me. But, um, you know, and I just, I asked to, to keep playing golf, to get golf clubs. And, you know, I, what did I do? I actually remember I was 12 to 13. I was caddying in Jersey. I'm from Jersey originally. Okay. Uh, Livingston, Essex County. Get out of here, really? Um, yeah. My yeah, best uh, friend growing up lives in Livingston uh, right now, actually, as we speak. Uh, yeah, yeah. Small world. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's I, I, that's where I grew up. I was born there. And um, I caddied at Cedar Hill Country Club. That's um, it's actually where my high school played, so it was beneficial to, to caddy there where all the matches were. Yeah. But I saved up one summer. I uh, bought myself uh, a set of Arnold Palmer uh, graphite irons. I remember, you know, nice. I remember those. Nice. And uh, just kept going from there. Just you know, watching it on TV. I remember watching Fred Couples. He was a he was a favorite. He was my dad's favorite. And um, I mean, him and Arnold Palmer. But Arnold Palmer's a little older at that point. But you know, on yeah, the floor. sure. And um, now you didn't play any other know, sports growing up or was it just so growing up? Oh, so growing up, I was big into baseball, oh, huge okay. into baseball. Oh yeah. I was, uh, was pretty, uh, you know, I mean, I was pretty decent enough to play on like travel teams and all this stuff. And actually funny, funny you asked about that was, you know, I played basketball, I played almost everything, basketball, soccer. I had to start making decisions, right. When you get through middle school, what are you going to do? You know, in our, yeah. in our area, golf and baseball conflicted. It was both a spring sport. Like after school, we played nine hole matches or you played after school baseball. And, you know, through middle school, I played baseball. We didn't have a golf team in middle school. And I had to make a choice, you know. And I, I actually remember giving up baseball. And it was like, you know, I was playing on Babe Ruth teams and the track. You know, I wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not I don't know if I was going pro, but, uh, you know. Right. I, I gave it up and um, focused on golf. I, I And that was like, I thought I could be good at golf. I remember 
giving up baseball. And that's tough as a kid, right? You grew up playing Little League, and all, you know, yeah, yeah. the sport you loved. Yeah, I mean, but I had a new love, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, and, and yeah. it's even, you know, your, your generation probably maybe saw it a little the you know the beginning of it or you know the specialization um you know I, i'm a, a little older than you so i didn't have that uh you know we played sports you you know you played football and then you played whatever in the winter then you played, I played the right? yeah. right? like there was no you know if you were on three teams you were on three different teams but now like if you're on three yeah. teams, you're on six teams because if you go to, you know, football practice, you might have to go to lacrosse like in a murals at night or something, you know, something nuts like that. Like all these travel and, and, and te- travel teams and and even high school, um, you know, like in, you know, they have in the fall, they'd have summer, um, you know, you have Sunday lacrosse league. So you'd play football for sure. six days a week and then you, you know, and then you're supposed to play lacrosse on, on Sunday. So, uh, that's more of your generation than it is mine. And so, um, but you had to make a choice where you were just, you were forced to make that choice by a scheduling. Um, yeah. By schedule, you know, if I wanted to play on the golf team and you know, I, I thought I had more of a future for whatever reason, some sort of wild eyed dreamer, you know, thinking I could do something with golf. I said, let's go with golf and, you know, made it onto the team freshman year of high school, um, and just kept working on the game, you know, but, um, you know, in between that and and high school, I I will mention there was a formative time, which was going to a golf camp, right? I mean, I was being taught by my grandpa and, you know, watching stuff on TV, but the real moments when you like, you figured out like what golf really is, was when you went and got instruction from professionals. Right. I mean, so I went to Pinehurst. I was very fortunate enough. I think my folks read about it, something they sent me down there for a one week golf camp at Pinehurst. And this was, that sounds right about the time, right about the time about, uh, uh, the Payne Stewart open. So it was 99. Um, I think what year was that? I was 15. So that was 98. I think I went to that golf camp the summer before the open because I think they were preparing for it. And so I, all like, the infrastructure was kind of going up and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, this is before I knew anything about like resorts and like you know how you know anything about how tournaments are set up. But I, I, I don't think the tournament was held yet. But I remember it was a big deal going there, and um, that was really formative, you know, because sure. there actually was the first time I got to play with really good other junior golfers. You know, I mean, I don't know if I was really good, right, but right. it showed me who was good and how to be, you know, and how to play and, and just, you know, they taught you everything about strategy on the course, how to, how to you know, dress, you know, how to be mm-hmm. and, and, and how to swing. And so that was really a cool experience. And that w- I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. That was, yeah, I was 15. Sure. And, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, forever linked to Pioneers because of that. You know, I always loved going down there, and, you know, that Open was uh, magical. You know, Painter was also one of my favorite golfers at the time, so that was just... <laughs> right, right. It was, like, full, it was like cemented at all, like I made the right choice, you know? Sure. Um, so... What was it? Yeah, I'm just curious when you were, if you even remember or if, it, if anything stuck out in terms of... I, I'm just kind of curious about the instruction, not in anything specific, but was there anything, um, specific that sort of stayed with you uh, from your time? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, obviously yeah. everybody evolves and stuff like that. And so, you know, I've had a number of, a couple of different instructors and, um, mm-hmm. so, but I, I'm just curious, if, but there, I still carry certain things 
from certain instructors, little things. So I'm just curious. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was really, what's really ingrained in my mind was that was the first time I saw my swing on a video, right? That oh, was the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. someone videotaped my swing. And I remember leaving the camp with a video of my swing that I could then go back to, show my folks, show you show my friends, and just look at and be like, all right, here's where my arm is, and here's where Tiger's arm is, and here's <laughs> this. and I That I remember specific, but I do remember them, uh, you know, there was a lot of work on the backswing. I, I don't remember, like, specifically yeah, like, yeah, drills yeah. that we did. No, right? no, yeah, But no. I do remember that. Um, yeah. And um, that was really cool, taking your swing home. And, man, if I could find that VHS, talking about this now, I don't <laughs> know where that VHS is, but that would be cool to, to see a 15-year-old sure. me. I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know what VHS is that are listening. Yeah, to be listening I grew up to in that age, so I'm dating myself a little bit. Yeah, 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 know. yeah. You're There's not that. you're not as not as young <laughs> younger than me than I expected, but um, yeah, I'm 37. I'm 37. You know, <laughs> child of the 80s. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's amazing, and it's just funny that you know you did a little camp in Pinehurst, and that's basically why everybody goes to Pinehurst, right? They're having their, uh, like, little... It's like their one, you know, three-day, four-day, five-day-a-week camp uh, for adults and, and young kids alike. It's so good. And, um, oh, yeah, I've got good stories. Like, we snuck on number two, you know, with this kid, this older kid from, like, Canada who was so cool. And he, like, <laughs> you know, took us out. We, like, snuck on number two. Don't... Sorry, Pinehurst, I did it. I'm sorry. I know it's not allowed, and it's a big deal. But, um it was so so amazing to sneak sneak on there, take a cart too. I was like fifty, like driving a cart when you know you're not supposed to. And um, yeah, I I love I that you said the that. kid. I love that you said the kid from Canada showed you like snuck you onto yeah, the course. He was, he was from cool. Montreal. I don't know. He he was he was the cool he, kid. He had like no rules about him. I remember <laughs> that. I don't remember his name. He wicks out. But, um, he rips out like a pack of butts, and he's like, "Hey guys, you got to come this way." <laughs> yeah, like let's let's go behind the shop, you know. Like, and smoke. Not, I mean, it That's was just like one week, you know. You just get thrown in with people, like randomly bunked with people. It was one of those kind of things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, at the fifty, at fifteen, you know, it's very yeah. formative. And, no, it's awesome. And um, you know, we played tournament at the end of the thing, you know, like to see where you're at. And I remember. I think I shot like 74. So it was like my lowest round ever. Wow. Like on 18 holes, you know, like, yeah, I was not, I was never really breaking 80 until that camp. And that showed me that like, you know, I could do it. I like, think three days in a row yep. and the scores kept going down. And I remember leaving there being like, okay, I can, you know, that then led me to, um, AJGA. Right. Or, uh, and also, um, there's something called like the IJGT tour, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I forget his name. So oh, Steve McLean. Oh, okay. Jim McLean. Jim McLean. Jim McLean. Sorry, Jim McLean. Yeah. Yeah had a little tour and so that led me to those things right and then i just kept going on my journey of like trying to be good or compete and seeing where i was and um and did you play in college as well or you know so college i i went to george washington university sure dc yeah and i didn't you know there's no scholarship nothing like that other schools had like looked at me but i wanted to go to dc and i had to play like try to play on my way on the team and i remember there was a one-day tournament and i think i shot 77 the other guy shot 74, and that was it. And that was really it. They only had one spot. And um, I did not make my team. I did not play in college. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I always kind of, people always ask me that when I'm out there, you know. And, uh, you know, I say, you know, I think that was for the better. I met my wife, you know, in right. college. And I don't think I would have been able to, like, be in those circles if 
if uh, I was playing on you know the golf team and traveling and sure. taking it seriously, or I don't know if college golfers take it seriously to be honest, but right, it might have been a different experience. So I didn't, and that's and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing about golf. It's like, well, you don't really need a team to do it. So you know, that's true. and you don't even need to do it intramurally or anything on that level. You can just go be a single at Beth Page and play, like oh, or in the DC. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yes, it would. I played that part many times, but being the single, being joined up at many golf. But yeah, oh, I mean, that I, also is a way to to grow up in the game. I got to be honest, like yeah, getting dropped off at a public course in Jersey when you're 16 and having to talk to older guys and, and guys playing golf and like yeah. support yourself. And, I I oh, yeah. I started late in the game. I I didn't start till I was mm-hmm. like in my 20s, and mm-hmm. um, but I loved being a single, and I'd be like, you know. You know, talking to her, I'm like, oh, you know, what, you're retired, yo, yeah, you know, the, the old guys like who were like, um, you know, oh, I, you know, I flew fighter planes in World War II and stuff like, like sure, it was like amazing, yeah. like amazing, oh. um, you know, uh, it's stories. And, it. It's like you're learning about life, yeah, from other people, yeah, got, like through the medium of four hours outside on a walk where you're happen to, you know, you're hitting golf balls. It's, yeah, it's it is. It's really a cool thing, actually, and that's cool that you did that because, you know, certain people, right, have the personality to, to go and do that, to put themselves out there to talk. Sure. Some guys don't, and that's, and that's fine, but it is those guys who do that, like when you get matched up with, like, a, a single who is a cool guy, right, and you remember them. Or, right. you know, you're the single and, and you meet that guy who tells you the story, like, you remember that. And yeah. That's, and that's yeah. such a cool random thing about golf that, I don't, what other sport or actual activity besides maybe right when you get sat on a plane, right? And you start talking yeah, to someone, right, right. <laughs> like what kind of other thing is like that? Yeah. Know? Right. Right. No, you're right. There's <laughs> nothing. And, and, and you're right. You do sort of learn about different people and different personalities and, and, um, yeah, I'm definitely that guy. I could, I, I don't mind being a single at all. Uh, you know, every once in a while you get a bad group or whatever, but it is what yeah. it is. But, um, yeah. I mean, I went to Ireland for 10 days and I went by myself. I mean, it was, wow. I mean, wow. yeah, it was crazy. I loved it. But, um, when, so when did you do that? <laughs> uh, that was like, um, God, I, I mean, it's gotta be like five years now, five years ago. Um, That's great. Was that like a Tom Coyne inspired move or before pre Tom you, Coyne? You know, the, no, it, it, it was, um, it was something. Yes, it was. Well, Tom was probably, the um i don't know the the straw that broke the camel's back maybe because i had been thinking about taking a trip i was thinking about and i was going to go with my dad who doesn't play but he was just going to come and and Mm. um but then he uh at the he wasn't feeling well so he kind of had to bail but uh but the point was he i was i read uh course coral ireland and and that's when i said that was like that's it. I'm done. So I had been thinking it had been marinating and then sort of, oh, like um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so when I read that book, uh, I was like, I just, I just called, I, I found the, uh, yeah. yeah, awesome book. So I found Inspired. someone to, oh, man, that's, that's, that's exactly. It's, a, it's, that's what you needed to do after reading that book. Right? Exactly. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm done. And I don't know why it was yeah. so, the funny thing is that, um, it was Ireland and not Scotland, right? A golfer should think, think Scotland, the home of golf and blah, blah, blah. But it was yeah. just, it just happened to be, I, I don't know. It just happened to be Ireland. And I was like, that's it. I'm going. So, um, 
uh, and that's and that's <laughs> you know and i think about all the people how many you know americans i met how many other people you know all different kinds of people uh that's that's what's great about golf i mean it's just yeah, awesome it is those kind of things like to pick up and travel to another country by yourself and play the game and meet and just whatever happens happens yeah that's what's yeah right it's, yeah, no. <laughs> I was doing my own little Tom Coyne thing, I guess, you know. Yeah, I love, <laughs> it. Oh, love it. <laughs> so, you know, I was going through some of your records, man. You've had a pre you've had a really consistent, you know, uh last four or five years. You know, you've got oh, uh, thanks, you know man. yeah, I mean you really <laughs> oh, been, you're watching? <laughs> you've been playing <laughs> you. well, you know. I mean, no, seriously, you've been it's been awesome, like just to see, you know, every year you've got, you know, either a runner up, top five, top three, you know, yeah. top five uh, yeah. top ten. Like, um, you know, you've had some, some close ones and, and, uh, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's gotta be fun to, to, to play at that level in, you know, on Long Island and in the med area, um, I, you know, such competitive golf. Yeah. I think he, I think he used the, the right term, especially with me is it is fun. You know, I, yeah. you know, when I get out there and, you know, you want to compete, you want to play well, obviously, you know, really to me, it's let's see how good I could be and let's have fun doing it, you know, mm -hmm. because I, as you alluded to, I do have a job um, yep. and I do have family and um, just trying to, you know, play your best under the circumstances, you know, whether it's limited practice, no practice, showing up with five minutes before your tea time, uh, not getting sleep because your son was up in the middle of the night, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, you can't, control all these factors that you know look the pros can control to a certain extent right and um it's been it has been fun it is fun i i like showing up and just seeing how good it could be i mean you just keep knocking on the door is kind of the mentality i've i've taken you know with some of the misses and the runner-ups and all that it's uh just keep showing up, you know, just, yeah. just keep showing up and see what happens. <laughs> well, and, and I think the other part that you're alluding to though, is you're not just showing up, but you, and you seeing what happens, you're, you're showing up, seeing what happens and learning from it, right? You're always, there's this sort of constant feedback and some of it is good. Some of it is frustrating because maybe you keep doing, you know, you fall into some old patterns or whatever the case may be. And, and, but that, that to me is the allure of it, right? I mean, I always find, you know, play, you know, you play and it's like, oh, wow, that was, that was fun. Like that really, the, the, you know, the, you know, the five yard cut or, you know, that I've been trying to hit or the 10 yard cut that I've been trying to get around that one dog leg. I finally, you know, it's finally starting to, to, to sort of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of sink in, I guess, if you will. Yeah, Jeff, you, know? you nailed it. I mean, when you go on playing these tournaments where you get to a certain point in golf or you have a finish, what did you learn from it is, is now like my mantra a little bit because whenever you, you have a disappointment, let's just say it, right? Like you don't yeah. win or you miss a yeah. cut. Um, I, I don't want to be frustrated for, for very long. Maybe, you know, 15 minutes. Really, to be honest, it, it's not worth your time to, to stay upset. So what can you do? You can learn. You can say, what happened there? What can I take away from this, you know, bogey on the last hole or the miscut because I started that or, you know, so you, you try to drill those lessons. And I think over the last few years, I've been better at getting quicker, right? I get, I've been getting quicker to, to uh, forget faster, right? The bad stuff and learn faster what I need 
to, to improve for the next time. And that's, yeah. that's been a very cool, um, transformation or development, you know, in the game where, right. As you said, you're not just going up and showing up and, you know, you're, you're actually doing something more than that. You're, you're almost evolving over each year or tournament or situation. And maybe you become a little different golfer, you know, you, you're not as nervous or you prepare better, right? That's another big part of golf is preparation, yep. which we can talk about forever. But, um, that, that, that is cool. And I, you know, as I, you know, we're talking about this and I get to look back a little, which I don't get to do in the middle of the season. Um, that is something I'm still trying to improve is keep learning. Like, right. Like get yourself in the situation. Maybe you get to that result you want. And if you don't, what did you learn? What can I, what else, what did you miss? Right? Like maybe I said, Oh, I learned this from this, this miss, this, uh, experience, but maybe I actually didn't learn everything there was to learn. Maybe I left something out there. So, um, that's, that's a great thing to be striving for. Yeah, I agree. And it also gives you a little, um, whether you're competing for, you know, a couple bucks or if you're competing on in an LA, LIGA or MGA event and whatever the case may be, it also gives you a, a, an appreciation for what the pros do too, right? I mean, because, you know, $5 pressure for somebody is somebody else's, you know, major or, you know, LIGA, you know, event or whatever. Sure. Um, um, you know, it just makes you think like, you know, now just extrapolate that when you're playing for million dollars and you know, millions of dollars or, or history, whatever the case may be. And it just gives you a little bit of a, a taste of what those guys, how the, you know, the level of those guys can perform because you're not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to go to a basketball, you're not going to go to Madison Square Garden and fill the stadium and, and you're going to, Mike Auerbach <laughs> and Anthony Scorch are going to be shooting around, right? That's yeah, not going to happen, but... Throw it a time of game, right? Right, but, you, <laughs> right, but you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to pipe a drive down the middle at, at the time that you need it or sink a 10-foot putt yep. when you really, really need it. Like, um, and to me, that, that, that also is part of the, you know, the, the, the fun part of the game. Oh, absolutely. When you, when you do those things, as you just said, like when you need something or it's on the line, right? You, you have to make this putt to extend the match, for example, and, and you do it. That is something like, uh, I, I, it was so cool to do that in that moment. And, you know, you're proud of yourself, you know, yeah. you actually yeah. achieved a goal, right? I mean, golf yeah. is, you know, everyone's obsessed with the score, the end result, the win, the loss, but, Golf is a four or five hour account of many goals. You know, did you yeah. hit the fairway? Did you make a good swing? Did you come to the tee with, with a good mindset? It's like you could step that all the way back. And, you know, I said about preparing. It's like, well, you know, you're going to go out there and expect this from yourself, but did you put in the practice? Did you <laughs> did you roll the five footers until your hands bled? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. Um, you can go all the way back. And if you can write, like, put those little checks next to those things that you want to achieve you've achieved so much before you even got to the golf course right so sure. so i i totally agree it's 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 one when you get to that final moments of you made the putt to extend the match or win the match or you, you nailed the drive down the middle of the right to, to to give your chance for birdie you've made it you've already you know you've kind of already achieved so much and um sometimes you know you, you just have one more to go and that's what keeps bringing you back right so it's like sure you know, you, you got to keep going until you get it. So that's also what's great about golf. It's just you can always improve in any aspect from preparation to execution to, you know, decision making. Uh, well, and, and I think that's, you know, the 
part of the, well, one of the things I love about golf, and and I guess you could I could say that about all the sports I've played growing up. But I mean, if you if but golf to me has been the most fun in the terms of the process. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. process of because it's so intricate, it's so complex, it's so simple, it's so all the above, <laughs> and so yeah. it makes it it makes it. But that that's what makes the process so engaging because it is all those things all the time. It's not just like you know lifting weights and getting you know and running and getting faster. There's right. a lot more. Um, just getting strength. There's a lot more pieces to the to the to the puzzle that uh, make the process of getting better that much more engaging. Uh, oh, absolutely. You can, you know, work your butt off on each part of that process, as you mentioned, from fitness to mental yeah. kind of acuity and, um, and then just execution on the golf course. So it is, uh, there's so many different places in the game to improve or to work or, or to just hang out in. And then, you know, and then you just kind of flipped it and said, and it's also so simple where, you know, you could just wake up one day, like literally roll out of bed and go play a great round. I mean, it it is possible, and that's what's just maddening and brilliant about it all. <laughs> exactly. At the same time, you know, and um, somewhere in between all that, you know, is is the game is fun, is challenging, is maddening. It's it's uh, all the above. <laughs> it's out there, you know, um, it really is. You know, I, I apologize because I didn't realize how, uh, you know, how much we were talking that I, I lost oh, track yeah. of time, but uh, I, we only have about 30 seconds left. So just tell me what, okay. what you got going on this year and, and what do you got, sure. you know, what are you looking forward sure. to? I'll have to come back for the sequel. I'll be glad to. Um, You're more than welcome. So yeah, we're right in the middle of the year, you know, so looking forward to the, the second half of the 20 season. Um, you know, we have the mid-am stuff that'll come up in the fall. So yep. Long Island mid-am. Uh, the MGA Mid-Am, which I'm very happy that I made the uh, cut list for, which is at Friar's Head. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's been circled on the calendar. Um, and then, you know, the USGA Mid-Am, um, that's, that's always a big one on the calendar. So, you know, we've got a few coming up. Uh, we're in the middle. You know, you, you can never rest on your laurels kind of thing. I, I know it's been a, a pretty good season, but, you know, I'm still a little bit hungry for more and excited to see what, and again, excited to see what can happen. And just keep putting in the work, and and let's see. <laughs> awesome! I'm sure you're going to do great, Mike. Thank you so much. We're up against it. I got to uh, close it out. Yeah, but no worries. Thank you so much for being part of the show, man. Thank you, Anthony. Real pleasure. Hope to do it again soon. Absolutely. All right, folks. All right. That's that's all we got time for. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorcia. Thanks again to Mike Arrowback for joining us. We'll catch you next week at Beth Page State Park, eight o'clock on WBWD.